0: Hi sphere.:
1: Hi Tom. Hi listeners. Hope you're all <laughs> well.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: I'm greeting all the listeners.
0: Oh, wasn't it? You don't really usually address I'm, people I'm gonna directly. start.
1: I'm gonna start because
0: you always go on saying, Speak... "Oh, I want like 12 listeners yeah. or six listeners." Yeah, we've got.
1: I'm I'm betting on the fact we've got 16 now. So, <laughs> so hi now everyone. You Hope the need you're to well.
0: Address them.
1: This is the third episode that you're listening to on season two third fourth we don't know we don't know what's going out first to be fair
0: yeah uh, yeah it's weird cuz I, I, I think i alluded to it last week but obviously we haven't stopped recording so yes you might have experienced the break but we haven't
1: yeah okay the gag was had last week ha ha, ha. we weren't talking about that. no but i'm just saying that. that
0: to say that it's hard <laughs> now, to like now you're know, just rubbing it in <laughs> uh, hard to know where we are and w- what's gone out and what yeah
1: heck. Well, you know, this one's a tricky one because we wanted I wanted to talk about this f- god since I think June maybe and um Tom wasn't having it but he's he's all, he's ready for the conversation now. Why do you think you were hesitant to talk about no, this before?
0: It's one of those subjects that previously I don't know why, but anything that's related to that I share a deep deep personal connection with. I just I, I don't know. I just feel like closing up and not really wanting to share because um, it's, it's Ooh, like, I know time how, is now i know how i feel and it's not great uh, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: spoiler <it's>... alert guys <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> well yeah i feel like
0: whereas i feel like you're more open and, and well
1: i think the premise of this is so like but what is bicultural identity it is the idea that you can be from your origins can be from one place, but you're being raised in another and you may have a kind of deep or strong connection to your origin, but you're being uh, raised or you're, or you're growing up in a, in a culture that is very, very different to that. And that can, that can create a sense of confusion or, uh, I guess, uh, a longing for a belonging in either or culture. Um, and I think the premise of this, Tom, is that like no one feels good about it. That's kind of the idea. It's like none, no one that has a, this sort of um, pull or push in either direction. That's not a fun place to be. There's always something that you're, um, I guess, like trying to trying to reach for or there's or there's something that you're trying to push away from to try and get a sense of of a strong identity in of yourself because you're never going to have you're never going to feel a hundred percent in either space so it's about trying to like figure out what you can do and what you can cultivate but you know that's i i get you man like it's not
0: you know what it is, and I guess we'll get into it like a bit more in depth later on. In but... two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, you, I, sometimes I feel like you see people that express like their culture and you're like, rah, you're really like strong in your cultural identity. You seem yeah. not to have that conflict that I have. Because um, I've always grown up, um, not grown up, but recently I've been thinking about this topic as I've grown and got older. Yeah. And I've come to the conclusion that you have three parents. So your first parent is oh, your 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 first two parents is obviously your mum and your dad, and then your third parent is the society that you live in yeah and they all to like different degrees depending on who you are have like quite the influence on you
1: yeah and some and it's it would be like asking your mum for pocket money and then your mum says no so you go and ask dad like that kind of thing of like your mum and your dad might have a certain idea of what your life should be but then society's telling you something else
0: or also as well you value um one parent over the other in certain situations or
1: yeah you value the opinion yeah or it's like
0: it's it's just it's very conflicting. That's why I just feel like there's three parents, like, or it just confirms that whole notion, um, that mantra of it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I've, I yeah, I feel attention enough. That's why I've not been so. I don't know because I feel like I'm one of those people. I'm not. I haven't picked what way. I don't like. Yeah. Exactly. Outwardly express like. An affinity for the culture, but then I feel like you can't go and say that I've completely thrown my culture away as well. Yeah, like I haven't totally capitulated and just given into what society says. Like I your Western side, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just I feel, or also as well, I think it's by the pure fact that like the way I'm seen in in this society, it's not exactly like I've been accommodated and taken in with like open arms. Like yeah. I experience like without going too deep into it like i experienced my own prejudices and and you know yeah and all of that just, but yeah I, yeah I, i'll go into it a bit more but do you think that
1: bicultural identity um so so let's give the listeners a i think we may have we probably have said said where we come from and all that but so you you are what
0: so my parents are from uganda
1: and you're 100% of Ugandan origin. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah, and that's an, uh, so in terms of nationality, and there's also the tension between nationality and ethnicity. So yeah. ethnically, I'm 100% Ugandan, but then obviously I have this British nationality on top. So do you? And what? there's
1: British upbringing.
0: Yeah, British yeah. upbringing, and then British nationality. Like, but you
1: could get a Ugandan passport if I, you wanted to. Yeah,
0: if I really wanted to, my mom hasn't nationalized. Um, is it naturalisation? My mum is still a technic- Is still a Ugandan citizen. Yeah. So I am... I
1: think it, you can be... But you can have two... You can be a dual citizen.
0: Uh, I think Uganda doesn't allow it. Oh. <laughs> oh I'm not too sure. Sh- I'm not too sure. And don't quote me on that. But... Or if you do, it's like you have to keep it quiet. You know, like people just... They still go ahead and get the second passport and just stay quiet. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always so that they can um leave so it's just so that they don't have to queue up when they get to that country it's like <laughs> I know but yeah it's mad but yeah I, um, on paper yeah technically I am entitled to Uganda citizenship yeah um so that is that's my makeup I'd say what about yours yours is quite I feel like you're entitled to at least three passports
1: um I don't know so yeah I have so I'm half Moroccan half Scottish by way of South Africa and I think that I could, if I really like, try because my mum was born in South Africa. I think I could probably like,
0: yeah, you. Could if, I, if I worked get, hard yeah. enough, I could get that.
1: <laughs> and then, um, obviously, if Scott, hey, if Scott, if Scott, if Scotland goes independent, guess where I'll be going? <laughs> like, trust me. And then I have Moroccan citizenship on top of my um, British nationality. Wait,
0: just quickly on that, it's wild to think that a Scottish passport would be stronger than an English passport
1: hey i'm i'm willing to do what it takes you know (laughs) but yeah that's that's my makeup and i think actually when it comes to this idea of bicultural identity um i don't know if i fit even in that bucket because i'm bicultural in terms of my origin like i don't have yeah. you're
0: physically and culturally mixed
1: yes so i've got the two cultures that i was raised with within my home and then i've all also got the British like culture but then I would say that my mum is basically the British culture like the way that, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in that sense I feel like I, so it's not like I was raised with um, like a Moroccan identity and then a pakistani identity and then a british identity like that's not and there's there's plenty of people that have that going on and
0: wait just i'm just like, intrigued and
1: power to you that's that was, if i'm confused <laughs> god bless you
0: did your mom have any like south african influence on you or like in terms did you ever feel like south africa in terms of like your culture or or how it was or did sen- it just feel like
1: in the sense that we like ate weird meats you know <laughs> <laughs> <That about laughs> on the occasion, yeah Borvos is like a delicious mixed sausage thing, um Beltong, obviously, yeah, beltong I don't know, like great. we're just familiar with those sort of things, and then, um, but i I think actually she doesn't really identify with her South African itness, really more British, she, no, you'd well, say. I think actually she would like she she says scottish phrases like her her parents were my grandparents were very scottish like they From even like go. kept their the strongest scottish accents yeah. right and up until the end like they'd lived in south africa for a long ass time but they still had a very scottish yeah. identity so i think that was passed down also i'd say and i wait, don't know we should probably ask her let's get her on for an episode, yeah i would like to i would not. i would like to ask
0: her this personally and probably will soon yeah um but you just said, like, your because I know your grandparents they traveled quite a fair bit. Um, do you feel like they um, had any influence in terms of like how, like, in terms of like the identity, did they like bring an international worldview or was it like we're very much British or, or no, South no, African no, I don't think it or, was that at
1: all. Right. I think, well, I think it was more we're Catholic. <laughs> we're Catholic and that's yeah. So God bless him. So they um So I'm guessing they were very Scottish. Oh god, yeah. Very <laughs> and very um very Scottish, very very Catholic, but also kind of I guess worldly. Like they my granddad travelled uh he he he's lived in many places and he encouraged his kids to do the same and they don't feel any type of way about their kids moving to a wildly different country yeah because like that's what they that's what they did that's what they felt that they could always do so i kind of
0: i'm i there's there's a line of inquiry i really want to go down um in terms of like it seems like even though your your rest of your family like moved all over the place they didn't feel this need to like retain a sense of their culture because do you think it was so dominant like or because i feel like uh, we're going to get onto it but i feel like a, a big part of why this tension and stuff exists is because your parents are trying to like hold on to the elements of well, the culture. Well, that's it. I feel like and then like they feel like they're seeing you and it's like it's getting washed out of you so it's like we need to preserve it. And... Well, that's it exactly. But I you... think
1: if you if you're from a culture that do you know what? I think maybe it's that just that if your culture is western yeah. then you don't really
0: because it's been exported all over the world, it? Yeah,
1: like, what well, have well, you got to lose? Yeah. Like, if your kids go to move to Toronto, like, what's that to you, really? Yeah, they still they you know share I mean? our
0: queen, for goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and I think that, whereas, obviously, conversely, you know, your parents and the other side of my culture is, you know, we are, our cultures are, I'm speaking for them here, like, our cultures are very different to the Western world, and actually ours has been chipped away by western yeah. dominance i'll
0: never forget that kind of um, thing i'm um, just like touching on this whole notion of preservation um there was this girl a couple years ago um she's from, um of turkish origin and then she said to me like oh do you speak your um your your hmm. language <laughs> and i was like no i don't i only know like a few basic phrases and she's like oh no they stole your tongue uh, and I, I was like yo that actually cut really Whoa. deep that that really really. That's deep. <laughs> I was like, they stole your tongue, you know, like quite literally. I was like, yo, that's that's heavy.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah,
0: so I've always, I feel like, for me, like again, hmm. I'm, I'm I'm very much on the fence here. I've not, I'm not the person that you'll go to to like see an outward expression of being Ugandan, but then equally, as I said, I've not totally capitulated. I know like it's not there's some
1: steps that you perhaps want to take to get there or no
0: not even no i'm just saying i haven't like yes i've grown up in in london and i very much am a product of of being in london but i would say it's not a total whitewashed version like there's so many influences from my friends from all over the world yeah um so i i personally i don't feel like i've actively made a step to be like no i'm i'm gonna close my door on ugandan heritage heritage and stuff but Yeah, I just feel like.
1: I think the gist of this. I feel like
0: basically um, what I'm saying is, I feel like I've I've always been on the caught in the crossfire. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. so, for example, she's someone who's very grounded, has like a real understanding. Probably comes from like the Turkish diaspora. Is it diaspora or diaspora? I don't know how to say it. Diaspora. Diaspora. Yeah, whatever that word is, you know what I'm talking about. The group. We've of said group. it four times. Now. <laughs> yeah, the group of like the contingent. I, I, I'm more. I'm more comfortable saying the that. sleeper
1: cells. Yeah. So,
0: like, <laughs> I would say so. The Turkish contingent in this country, especially in London, especially North London, is absolutely yeah. huge. So, therefore, the connection to that culture is going to be strong. Like, same was well with um the Nigerian um contingent or the diaspora. Ghanaian contingent diaspora. Who else, yeah diaspora I would also say as well I'm looking at the Arab world the Egyptian contingent I feel was very strong yeah um who else is like, I would say
1: Moroccan yeah somewhat. Moroccan
0: and Algerian so yeah we're, we're about don't yeah. get me wrong and there's like I feel like all Koreans as well like I'm not like I've seen what there was going on like, their, their culture is, is really strong and it's having, like, a proper renaissance period. Like, K-pop is trending, like, every damn day. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like, I'm I'm all for it. Like, yeah. shout-out to BTS. I haven't heard a single <laughs> song. But I know you're, like, one of the biggest bands in the world.
1: Shout-out. Did we just give a shout-out to... <laughs> no,
0: like, yo, like, they're doing their thing. And it's, yes, like... Yes, of course. They haven't... Apparently, it's a big deal that they're going to be dropping their first English single like next year hey
1: that's um that's the best marketing
0: ploy i've seen but yeah i was like like it just blows my mind they're that big and they haven't even sang a single word in english that's that's phenomenal we have to applaud that yeah yeah um but yeah basically i've always felt like um i guess not like i feel like because there's these big contingencies big groups that are that have a stronger connection it then makes you feel a bit sad that you don't have your own strong connection and that's just it's not my fault the numbers are just not here it's it's just like what like Nigeria is the most populous country in in Africa so it's always gonna be that way do you get what I'm saying yeah but it's just like
1: so the Ugandan situation what's it saying
0: well we've um to be honest I'm actually not I'm not mad because we've got Daniel Kalua, Kalia and we've got George the Poet. Come on now. So um, that's, a strong, like my two, like, that's a strong two and they're both heart and soul. Uh, like, that, that's a good look. I'm not angry at that. I
1: actually like, I'm, I'm annoyed you've even mentioned his name because I actually just want to do a separate, a separate podcast.
0: I really hope that new film lives up to the hype because the trailer looked like
1: oh my amazing.
0: God. Um, what was it, Black Judas? Like if you haven't seen that trailer, check it out because it looks really good and it also touches in on um wait this topic are you re- co-
1: really no we're not about to go on a tangent here. no 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 i'm Tom. just saying no just come like, back come back <coughs> i'm back, back i'm
0: coming back um
1: <laughs> in conclusion daniel <laughs> kaluuya so is no, the look, greatest thing that's ever happened to this country look, let's I'm move say- on look,
0: so all i'm saying is is that i've i've felt that like i don't know i feel like i've been in the shadow of like all these people that belong to these big contingents and it's much, much easier for them to find or to have a connection with their country. Whereas for me, it's just it's always just been through my parents or my wider extended family. And unfortunately, in my personal case, um, my extended family, the relations isn't as, as good as it could be. And that's yeah. not for any fault of my own, but obviously the parents and stuff fall yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah. with each other. So it's been really hard, I would say, arguably for me, more than most, to maintain a good connection with um like my ugandan heritage um so that's and then why it's sort i feel of like
1: you've got to now figure out how you can fit how you can foster it yourself yeah
0: how I can foster it myself but then it just brings in that's why like whenever um Like, I see strong displays of cultural identity. Um, It's not a slight on the people that are expressing that power to them, but it does make me feel a bit sad. Yeah. Or it makes me not want to discuss these, because it just feels like a burden that hasn't been addressed. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah. That's why it took me a while to even come to this conversation, because it's like, I don't see it as like for some people it's something to be proud of it's something to empower them but then for me it's just like a tangled web of just a a hot mess
1: and i actually feel i even though there is a sizable like north african presence (laughs) in um in london i'd say the i i i feel the same i feel like the um what is it yeah i just feel like i'm not i'm not as connected to that either like I, I too had my immediate family and then kind of extended family friends
0: mm-hmm.
1: growing up. So I probably was, I felt more connected then. And then, I don't know, like just sort of life happened and we don't really, I don't know, I don't see him as often or whatever. Also, um, and um, I don't really know how to like step into, like, how do you, do you what, what do you do? Do you just walk into like a Moroccan cafe and go, hey, like, can I... Can I be friends with people? Like, no, like, that's not how it works, right? It's... Yeah,
0: cause literally just what you're saying there. I think another element of it is the context that I'm living within. So it's like, I'm not experiencing Ugandan culture on a daily basis. Or like, so the impetus to try and like live out that cultural identity is much, much harder, I think. But feel. it's
1: a chicken egg thing because you're never going to be able to understand it and appreciate it and, and, and feel proud of it and feel like it's part of your life. But then at the same time you're not how are you ever going to get those things if you don't step out and try and reach for those things yeah. and have those awkward I don't know conversations or I don't know it's just difficult but
0: yeah I, I'm like recently I've been making an effort to like ask my parents questions about Ugandan culture and stuff yeah and just try and like build up a map in my mind of like how the people think or what they do um, and, but here's a question well, yeah,
1: go on. why do you think it would be important to to forge a a sense of identity within this anyway like what's the point why can't we why can't you and I just go oh okay well that's where our parents are from and
0: see, this this is is where I'm
1: from and that's it this is because that's the decision people do make
0: yeah this is the thing that kind of like confuses me it's like I feel like okay it is it might be important but I personally can't say why it's important but I feel like other people have made it important, so all of a sudden I need to make it important. I feel <laughs> pressure from it. I know that just that might yeah. sound like a tangled web, but that's truly how I feel. Like I feel like it's this thing that's been predestined. Like oh, you have to have a strong connection with your culture. Yeah. But then for me personally, I just like okay, why and yeah, know, it's just, I don't know. It's just I'm, so
1: why do you think it would be important? Why, why do you, despite all of that well, confusion, guess, want to start thinking about it?
0: I guess why it's important or if I was to look at the pros and the cons, I feel like the pros is definitely to have like a wider sense of perspective, um, to have like a, another sense of an, another place to call home. Yeah, um, which is really nice.
1: Yeah, and convenient um, if Brexit hits the fan and we need to <laughs> we need to bounce. Yeah, real
0: talk. Look, we've I already told you and your mum like if we weren't to get a house in Uganda, it's not a problem. We just buy some land for a couple like, of grand. Than, yeah, couple, <laughs> less than ten grand, you're up and running. That's like that's a deposit <laughs> here. Which that? That's not even a deposit here. That's like 5% deposit if you're lucky.
1: Um, oh no, like 2%. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so what you're saying is 10 grand would, would get us a like, in some, four bedroom not, house? not everywhere.
0: Not everywhere, but in some places, yeah. What, but a four bedroom
1: be, house with some land.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be mad basic though. Like, obviously, because I, I I think okay. this is. I was arguing with my mum. Like, we'll talk, other we'll day. talk. No, because I was like, yo, you guys are building mad basic houses. Like, where's the <laughs> architects at? Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what, so, what are
1: you envisioning?
0: No, I feel like
1: you want like a Notting Hill type house. In no, Uganda. no, not even,
0: not Post even, up. not even. You know that guy on Channel Four, Grand Designs.
1: Yeah. Oh, come on. I, look, I'm You're sorry. You
0: gonna do Uganda edition? Yeah, I, 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 would exactly. I would go all should we, out.
1: Should we tweet him?
0: I would happily fly him out What's his like, name? Kevin McLeod something like yeah. that. He seems like he knows what he's doing. Hey. He can coach us for it. But yeah I just I guess pros and cons yeah white sense of home sense of perspective um if you're lucky to know the language then you just your world just becomes bigger by default yeah um i guess sense of pride when that country does well you feel well like it's like Love it or hate it, but in this country, if England do well in the World Cup, like you know, there's a happy feeling. When they got to the semis, everyone was like in a state of euphoria, and I guess you would get to experience that twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep fair play. Or in your case, it'll be what three times, or potentially. Four. Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I, I, guess, I don't
1: know. South Africa is kind of like, Meh, yeah Yeah, I mean that's where she lived. That's like in my mind, like, and I think in her mind, she's like, well, that's where I lived, but that's not.
0: Yeah, she doesn't feel that sense. Nah, but, I don't think like, so. In theory, look, she might be in the same position that we're in. Like, she could technically claim it. She was born there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's no, but yeah. I guess those are the main ones. But yeah, so I just feel like um, those are the potential pros, and I guess. Yeah, that, that, that is nice. Like, it would be nice if we were to have kids in the future, just be like, hey, look, this is Uganda. Feel, feel free to come here at any time. Yeah, it's yours. They're half yeah. Ugandan at that point.
1: Yeah. This is like, they're, they're only going to be like a quarter Moroccan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go ham. So, you better come through with, your, with yourself. I'm going to be teaching them Tajids. Like, I'm going to be, I'm really going in. You need to. You need to come well, through. See, this
0: is the thing. I'm super chill when it comes to that. Uh, so they're just... going to be a
1: half Ugandan, quarter Moroccan, quarter Scottish person, and they're going to be speaking Arabic and cooking you tagines. No, I'll,
0: well, see,
1: uh... see, the competition begins. But, <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> What's the? Um, I know there's there's. Your mum speaks quite a few languages. What's her native language?
0: So the native language is a Acholi. Or there's, I think it's part of the Luwa or Luwa family of Mm -hmm. languages in in Eastern Africa. And then obviously she speaks... um, No, it's not
1: obvious, but... Yeah, i see. You're taking it for granted. This woman's Uh, (laughs) multilingual. (laughs) Then
0: she speaks Swahili, which is like a universal language across most of the East African countries. So Kenya, um, Tanzania rwanda burundi uh burundi um you are. i'm missing someone uganda obviously um yeah there are quite a few countries that she speaks swahili mm-hmm. um i was saying so i feel like they should make she
1: also speaks english obviously Yeah,
0: speaks english and then um oh, what's the language in kampala again <laughs> um oh that's gonna bug me
1: See, if you are more connected to your culture, you know. No, 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 I know, know it. That's going
0: <laughs> to... It begins with... Buganda? No, is it Bugandan or... Oh,
1: dear.
0: Uh, crap. I think it's Buganda or something like that. I, I, why don't you search
1: gonna,
0: it? No, nah, anyway. I'm not going to search it right now. But yeah, basically, she speaks uh, uh, like four, and did, four or and five languages. And do you languages.
1: know why you weren't taught...
0: They tried to teach me um, a majority and like, we went to uh, school and like, learned the al- alphabet. No uh, cha da And all that and then um a, co- a couple words here and there
1: go on tell me the alphabet
0: i, I don't remember. i just said some of it i'm not gonna okay uh, embarrass myself but yeah it's just and then obviously growing up I ate ugandan foods so i don't really know how to make any of them
1: um, was it good food did you like this did you, did you uh, like it or were you like oh i wish it was mcdonald's
0: I don't know, It was like a visual. Yeah, knowing you,
1: knowing you, knowing yeah, you, I'm hope. surprised you haven't snuck out in the middle of the night to go get a cheeseburger. Now it's opened back up. I'm genuinely surprised. Yeah. You have, haven't you?
0: No, not in the middle of the night.
1: Are you te- since
0: when, when lockdown I, since we've went, opened back up? When I went to go get my hairspray, I went and I got a small cheeseburger. Tom. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small cheese. It was open next door to it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, your insides are so fucked. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the foods they um it's like sweet potatoes, um like loads of leafy greens. They love doing like satay type peanuts um sauces. Mm-hmm. They're very big on that. And then oh, also as well with Uganda, there's a huge um, Indian influence. Yeah. Um. So grew up eating like chapati and um, palau rice and all of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's quite unique in that sense. Um. But then obviously Idi Amin came through and saw to it that a lot of Indians had to leave and hmm. flee Uganda. Um. That that's see, I, I know I know that history, um, hmm. which isn't great, um. <laughs> but yeah oh man I, the wildest <laughs> thing I saw that he did was um, he rang up the I think the UK embassy or the foreign office and it was like I'm in the air and I'm landing in like in in two hours and then there was like a mad scramble to like um, try and arrest him or something if he like landed in the UK Wow. and then meanwhile he was just chilling back in, in Uganda the entire time so he just did that to mess with
1: that <laughs> oh wow is this are these stories that you learnt from your parents?
0: No, I learned that one in, in I think from a film, but because oh, okay. it was like a biopic on him, um, and then obviously there was that film a couple years ago, The Last King of Scotland.
1: Yeah, that's sick.
0: Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I know some stuff, but that's...
1: right. So what were you saying? Why would it be important? So you're saying it would be important because because of what? Because um.
0: So the my main reasons is literally just to. Um, give them a sense of pride, um, I guess for them to learn the history.
1: Is it about your kids, your hypothetical...
0: Oh, no, not not necessarily the kids, but, like, I guess, yeah, I'm thinking about the kids, but I'm thinking for myself, it'd be history, kids, sense of home, um, widen your world, um, send the new perspectives and new ways of looking at things, because, obviously, different people do things differently. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's it. I, like... The, when people say oh you know who you are it's like okay yeah that's great i i it's not it doesn't really have it doesn't land the same way i feel like it lands for other people like oh I know, I know who i am now these are yeah. people like that doesn't really like like okay
1: yeah i don't know i feel like for me it's like the reason why it's important is that whether i like it or not i don't f- i haven't felt i'm starting to feel more comfortable with it but i don't f- feel like I can claim that side of myself when it's very much what I was raised with and it's very much what like genetically what I'm made up of <laughs> like and I don't know it's almost like this um there's this awkwardness around it of like when people know that about me they're like there's like the, an expectation that I'm gonna I don't know like make them a tagine or something like, i don't know like there's just something there about well if you're from that place then you should know about that place or you should appreciate it or you should or you should feel like you you're from that place
0: so where do you think that pressure comes from to like um know have like that expectation of knowing your culture inside out and and feeling that i don't
1: know just i don't know if i'm like ever like for example, we went to Comtois. Do you remember?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: we went to Com. We went to it's like, I don't know. It's like a chain of like Lebanese. Great chain. Type yeah, it's a great chain, and 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 I think he he could tell I was he like asked did he I can't remember did he yeah, ask he started, if I was if I was Arab or yeah he
0: was he was asking where you were from I think he first started out speaking I think you said thank you in Arabic yeah yes. that's it so then that then triggered him then asking oh where are you from yeah um and then, um, and then when you I mean said, all I
1: could get out was, I'm Moroccan. Yeah, and that, I yeah, said, I said that in Arabic. And the
0: maddest thing was, when you said that you're Moroccan, he then was like, Oh, I'll bring you some sauce because I know that Moroccans like sauce in their food. <laughs> I, and then in my mind, I was like, Wait a second, you mean to tell me you're serving us dry food when you could have been putting sauce in this thing? The <laughs> Listen, entire
1: thing, <laughs> I ordered couscous because I was like, Look, it's never going to be like the home, yeah, the, one, the I, one at home, but let me just order it. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know. I, just, I was, was like, let me just yeah. test it out. Let me see what their
0: couscous is like. I guess, look, that kind of, um, if we think about it, is one potential that's, upside. That's the
1: upside for me. Because like I want to be get... able to walk into restaurants and then give me free extras. Uh, yeah, he treated or, me like a queen. Yeah, the,
0: like his service at that point, once he, he switched found out. He up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then he, he brought his bowl of, um, basically, when they make, um, when they make touch, taj- it's like a broth. And when you make couscous, it's like, Moroccans don't like our couscous dry. We want it with um we want it to be I don't know juicy. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Like cuz basically it's a grain so it soaks up water. Yeah. And if you have like a, it, it was it soaks up this like delicious broth. Anyway, so he brought me in literally extra and I was like putting teaspoons of this shit like all over and um and then he started he like brought it to me and I was like mm, thank you and then he started talking to me in Arabic more and I was like oh you've lost me now like <laughs> I don't know enough to like to reciprocate or to yeah. sort of you know and then it was almost like I duped him do you know what I mean like I felt like that I felt like I'd given you this little nugget and you're treating me so well but now I can't like yeah. fulfill this thing I've told you I've said I'm broken, but I can't even talk the language properly yeah. You know, all I can get out is like, thank you. This is delicious. Yes, I'm ho- I'm Moroccan, um, you know. I
0: guess that's another thing as well, It's like I feel like when you um, do embrace other cultures and like, say for example, your own culture, um, it's seen as a way of like being able to connect with people on their level or where uh, they're that's coming the, from. That's the that's, importance yeah. for me.
1: It's like, I wanna be able to, to, to your point about widening your perspective, You know, the idea of, like, eating with your hands, for example, Mm -hmm. is, like, so looked down in this country. I grew up with that. And we grew up (laughs) eating with our hands and then feeling dirty in school if I was, like, when, you know, the idea, or like, I don't know, all the conversations you have in primary school and whatever and, like, it coming out that, you know this thing happens or you do this. Or like when I have someone. No, I didn't get terrorized, but it's just like this. You build up an awareness of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable in this culture, do you understand? And then on weekends, I would go to my family friends' houses and we would have these massive like meals and we'd eat with our hands and everyone be talking Arabic. And it was this like complete disjoint of, okay, school from nine to whatever is this. And then after school is this, or weekends is this other thing. Um, or obviously like when my dad came home, we, we, it doesn't matter what we did, we get up from our seat, we get up from wherever we are and we go to the door and greet him. That was how it was. That was the respect that you paid to your parents. That's what we were taught. So it's like, and then when when I remember the embarrassment of like, when we'd have, um, I was never, we were never allowed to have sleepovers. Um, We would never be allowed to go sleepovers at other people's houses. Yeah,
0: I had that as well. (laughs)
1: Right, and then there's people probably listening, going, "What? What do you mean? That's just a normal what I've since learned. That's just normal. If you're from a different culture, and like your parents don't let you sleep, and then I could just about get away with having people come over to our
0: to Wait, our, did you our have flat. Did you have the thing of like when you go over to like an auntie or uncle's house, like you shouldn't ask, don't accept any food, or yeah, 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 that
1: whole thing." Um, you're hungry,
0: you're hungry, man.
1: But then feeling the embarrassment about, okay, well, I'm allowed... A friend's coming to sleep over at, in our flat, okay? And then he'd come home from work and I'd have to, like, interrupt the conversation or just stop or, to, you know, to go greet him and then feeling like I had to explain that or feel embarrassed about that or whatever. Um, so I think that's the bicultural identity coming out is just this, I guess, feeling like, you know, you're doing these two... You're basically creating two different behavior patterns and then and that's now as an I adult like... it's like okay how do I how do I meet those things together and then hey when you saw my kids that's basically what I'm about like I'm I feel pissed that I don't know Arabic that's like the thing that will sit on. that's gonna be the sentence on my gravestone is she never got to learn Arabic and she was pissed. Like, Because that's just... and I know You can everyone, change that. No, quite, I'm changing it yeah. now. I'm changing it now. But what I'm saying is that's basically been my frustration for however long. And I don't feel like you have the same frustration with not learning your native no, no. language. But I feel that like for my for my language... Um, you know what it is?
0: Is because when I went to Uganda, pretty much everyone spoke English anyway. And then, like... There's yeah, no, no it, I didn't have that. And I think that's purely because... Um, obviously, different. Not all of Uganda speaks their, the same language. Like Uganda doesn't have a universal. Yeah. Um, apart from Swahili, they don't have like a universal language. It's everyone gets by because they know like different tribes, languages, and stuff. Yeah. Um. So there, there isn't really that pressure to to learn. Yeah, don't it's wrong, almost yeah. like
1: you're born to try and um, understand more than one because. By virtue of living in a country with more than one native, yeah.
0: It's like, for example, I put it like this: it'll be like if Cornwall had their own language, which I think they actually do, by the way. Yeah. Um. Then, um, Liverpool has their language, and it was
1: and it was all they spoke.
0: Yeah. So, but then in what the thing that brings together like all these different parts of the country is they've just chosen let's land with English. So, sure. so that like, that's why I'm not too angry. I don't feel like a complete sellout when I go because half the people are speaking English. I don't anyway. feel
1: angry, I just feel I feel sad that I can't speak to my family. Yeah. And I'm I know not, that like, it would be wildly different if if I was if I was born in instead of London, Paris, if I was yeah. born in raised in Paris and I learnt French, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you because I'd be able to speak to yeah, about seventy position, percent yeah. of my family. Um, and then it would only really be like my grandparents that yeah. wouldn't be able to speak, that, still, that only speak Arabic.
0: Yeah, because French is the universal language in in, in Morocco. Well, it's like the coloniser language. Yeah. So
1: they all know Arabic and they all know French.
0: And then, and then some
1: s- parts know Spanish.
0: I, I'm just, from the, just... You know touching, the Spanish yeah.
1: islands that, we, that yeah, also still colonised yeah, us? Weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll,
0: I'll yeah Check fun out on times, the map, it's times. really weird. There's two spots in Morocco that belong to Spain. but anyway, And a few
1: islands. Really? Yeah, it should be Morocco's, but they're Spain.
0: Oh, wow. Um, they need to give that back. Of
1: course they won't. Anyway, but yeah, no, I was you know what I'm
0: Because I remember when I went to Uganda, I've only been once. I wasn't able to speak to my grandma on that my mum's
1: That's a pain. And it
0: wasn't... I, don't get me wrong, it was a bit sad. But then at the same time, I was able to... I still felt the love. Don't get me wrong. And, and I, I didn't. There I feel, is
1: no one in the world loves me more than my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, she, like we can't even speak a lick of English, and she. I get her. I understand also, her spirit. I,
0: I wasn't like too like aggrieved because I was able to speak through my cousin. So like I would tell my cousin something, and then he would translate for her. And it didn't. It didn't feel. I didn't feel too hurt by it. Like don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have been able just to talk to her straight up, but um yeah I was able to get by so it didn't feel like I don't know like I feel like if I was here and I'd never spoken to her I would feel sad but I think because I was able to experience it and I was still able to communicate I was able to help like cook or help with the cleaning or all of these things and I, I still had like a really good time and yeah I'm just it doesn't have like yes there might be language barriers but it doesn't have to be a barrier there are ways around it
1: i'd say in the last basically sort of late last year when i was thinking about new year's resolutions and stuff i was like yeah i can't be waiting for this and i also don't want to be relying on my immediate family. i don't want to be relying on my dad or you know anyone else like in who actually lives in this country to like connect me in that way i want to be able to claim it myself and that's when i've started to learn the arabic and then there's all these uncertainties as well. Like basically, so many Moroccan people have Amazigh or like um, Berber heritage. Yeah. And like they and basically most of us have a bit of Berber in us. Yeah. But, but that's and that's a whole other culture. That's a whole other culture, whole other language, um, different religion, like completely. Yeah. So then there's that going on.
0: Wait, different religion.
1: Yeah, they're not uh, Muslim.
0: Oh, I thought, okay. I thought Berbers were just like, like they had an ethnic distinction. I, didn't, I thought they were also Muslim as well.
1: I oh, know, you're going to get some Muslim Berbers, but it's not like a thing. It's not like a...
0: Is it their own religion or is it... Yeah, I think the Abrahamic... there's another,
1: I think it's like another religion.
0: Oh, okay. Or or
1: a kind of non-religion. Let me actually look at oh, that. is it like
0: mysticism it or...
1: But anyway, my point was, is that... Um, yeah, there's like a traditional a traditional Babel religion
0: oh, I didn't know that, but
1: and then obviously, like Islam came through, and then you know things happened but, <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: That's... Oh, um kind of like the Yazidis in Syria, it's yeah. not you know like they're, they're their own people and their own religion,
0: yeah, I was going to ask this question um. Because now that we're talking about different co- um, countries and stuff, do you think there's a difference between, like, people's curiosity when it comes to learning about countries they don't have any connection to versus <laughs> their own? Because, like, for example, I've recently been, like, looking into a lot of, like, um, South American culture or Spanish culture because, obviously, I'm learning Spanish at the moment. So, yeah, i uh, yeah. Anyway, so you're trying to understand the it. Spanish culture. Yeah, like, so basically, yeah. I feel like I have a curiosity about, like, Spanish culture. or You know that YouTube channel I love watching, Geography Now? Yeah, um, and then I love seeing like which countries are friends with other countries and and all of that jazz. Who's got beef with others and, and... but I feel like is there a difference between that natural curiosity and the curiosity that we have with our own? Like, yeah, is, of course is, there is. Because like, the healthy version, and we should just extrapolate that like curiosity to our own. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, I was
1: going to say that people that have a bicultural identity, they, it's almost like we all have a choice to make. Do you double down on the thing on the culture you were raised with? So in mm. this case, you know, well, we're just British and like, forget what my parents are. I yeah. am this, or you go the other way and you say, I am fully, like, I'm Ugandan and I just happen to live here. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, the kind of the middle ground, which I think we're, we're both trying to take is trying to, you know, basically pick, pick the things we like about each and make something of ourselves. Yeah, And I think that that will have to take a natural curiosity. I think the the issue that I've had is that I've just wanted to just skip over the hard stuff and just go straight to feeling like, yeah, no I'm complete, I'm a whole human being and this is everything I've got going for me and all that. And actually the nature of the nature of being raised in a country that is so, so different, almost opposite to the country that I was told I was from and that I was told that I belong to and you know you are Moroccan it was like okay but I don't feel it and it's it, it was that sort of confusion that that started the journey of like okay well what do I actually Wait, do want you,
0: this is just popped into oh, my head I just bumped it, sorry do you think um people that harp on about and sorry to use the term harp on but people that are strong advocates of different various cultural identities and stuff. Do you think that provides them with their own sense of personal validation? What do you think? I feel like it does. I think it's where people find, like, they feel validated. They feel like they belong to something. Whereas... I I feel like there's the belonging thing.
1: And then there's just the idea of, like you said, that, that we can belong to different places. We don't have to, you know... Oh, it widens your perspective. I feel. Was that thing about um, name something that is dirty or 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 um, uh, frowned upon when you're poor, but but v- glorified when you're rich? And the answer and someone tweeted back, being bilingual. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. Break that down again. So it's frowned upon when you're what?
1: It's frowned upon when you're poor, but it's glorified when you're rich.
0: Uh, Do you get it? Yeah. So, this idea my mom, yeah, I get it, yeah. of
1: if you're obviously, if you're from like a first, if you're a second generation or first generation um, immigrant and
0: like speaking you know, English, you know, yeah, this whole
1: thing, <laughs> and you know, or just the idea of like my, I would speak. Delizia, really which is like the that. moroccan arabic i yeah. would speak that to, to my with my dad only in like piecemeal but like and again if friends were over it was like oh god like you know like or if i'm on the phone to him and i'm with friends and i'm like assalamualaikum like oh god what will my friends think you know like that whole thing and actually like people that send their kids tarquin and tabitha to you know their spanish tutor like that's not that's not an issue but if you're from a culture where they're their language is different and they're raising you in the home to, to speak that language or to be familiar with it, there's this, I guess, tension.
0: It's like the distinction between expat and immigrant.
1: Yeah. And what I'm saying is that I there think the importance... No exactly. And the importance for me is, like, why I think there's a lot that I was kind of um, embarrassed by because of that, that pressure to sort of, well, you know, this isn't what we do here sort of thing and actually trying to reject that and trying to say well no we're we're we come to the table with our our history my and to to be proud of that and to showcase that you know like my 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 family in morocco have influenced me and that shouldn't be a bad thing and actually what can i do to honor them do you know what i mean yeah. and there's all the stuff too it's not just the language and the food right it's the family values it's that whole thing of greeting your parents or respecting your elders and obviously there's there's like a there's problematic stuff that comes out of that and we've talked about like you know when we're trying to build up an authentic self mm. and we're trying to understand. Okay, what parts do I want to take with me? What parts do I want to leave behind? Right. And maybe there's the pressures that you're kind of raised with or those sort of things. But then there's so many beautiful things about about our cultures.
0: I was going to say as well, I feel like um, when you're saying like deciding what bits you want to take on and what bits you want to keep and and whatnot. I feel like when it comes to like future generations, you should... Even though, yeah, you might have made that decision for yourself, you should still leave the door open for your future generations to make their own decision. Um, So that's why I do feel like it's important to have some sort of a connection. Um, Also, another point as well that I wanted to make, um, I guess I'm thinking about like when there's like super, super dominant cultures, yeah. They don't really allow any room for anything else to, to yeah. flourish. Because yeah. I'm thinking about the term, and sorry to bring it, to race, but, you know, it's like, okay, if you're a white person, anything else, no, you're just a person of colour. As if to say yeah. you as a white person is not a person of colour yourself. Do you get what? Like, it other rises because I'm the default. Anything else is just... Um, Do you get where I'm coming from?
1: Wait, what what are you saying? No, like, are you standing up for white people here? No, I'm not standing up
0: for white people. I'm just, I'm basically saying that, like, no, I'm
1: like genuinely. What did you say?
0: No, I'm. (laughs) I'm. What I'm saying is, is that I feel like when a culture is dominant, it becomes blind or Mm -hmm. intolerant of any expression of an of another. Um, yeah, much culture, like the yeah. white eurocentric so, culture of yeah, Britain. So that's what I'm basically the reason why I brought up the people of color thing is that it's basically assuming that I'm the default, yeah, and anything else is just like an extent like what is that? Oh, okay, I'm just gonna lump you in the other category. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I feel like sometimes because of the dominance of that culture, um it can be a barrier to, um, towards people like wanting to embrace other cultures or learning about other cultures, because it's like, oh, why would you want to learn about something? This is the way things are just done. Like, it's not, I feel like it kills off that natural curiosity. And that's the point I was trying to make. I didn't necessarily need to bring up race, but because I'm sure as well, like a lot of country people, um, people from different countries love to like share their culture with like the world or like, have dialogues yeah. or like welcome people from different parts. It's yeah. not a thing of like lockdown and no, um, like what's it called? Like, I'll, me- I'll never forget this. And I know the country does not have a good reputation, but just <laughs> hearing this lady say this, like, it really warms my heart. Um, when the world cup was in Russia mm-hmm. and everyone was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be messed up and Putin mm-hmm. this, Putin that, but then. Behind that, you saw when people actually went to Russia and everyone was like, if you're black, don't go to Russia and mm-hmm. all this and that. Um, There was, like, the actual Russian people, like, they were, like, really happy to, like, share their culture with the people that came from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they were... I remember there was a seeing like, news documentaries on them and they're like, ah, oh, we want people to come back even after the World Cup, show them what we're really like. And, mm. and, and there was, like, this exchange i feel like it was a beautiful thing there was an exchange of like because we we see a public face of what we think a culture is like but then there's actually something behind the veil and obviously i know this is quite a thick veil with the horrible politics in in russia and stuff but i feel like that's an example of like we should still share but where possible if we can protect certain things and make it clear that this belongs to these people like i think we should yeah that i would like to see that i don't know who it is unesco or whoever <laughs> is in charge of that but definitely just, take, just get the paperwork out yeah, come on. get the paperwork <laughs> come out. come on let's do it hit up the eu <laughs> grab those forms and just extrapolate <laughs> it for like the rest of the world and let's protect some stuff
1: right back to us and our bicultural identity that was <laughs> no, a tan know, tangent
0: no anyway, it was technically connected okay
1: but what are you gonna do to help you move forward with your bicultural identity Closing Closing words
0: It still stresses me out Even after this conversation um, But I guess In the coming years um, I say I've already said In the medium term I will go back to Uganda At some point mm-hmm.
1: um, Hopefully with me Yeah
0: obviously. The way
1: you said that Was just a bit Suss <laughs> You gotta stay here I'm And not, I'm gonna go just, I wouldn't judge you If you wanted to have that no, By the way If you needed the, your own time To to do that, it, that No I like, know
0: This is a hot mess man Yeah, I would probably do that and just like open up some lines of communication um, with like various family members, like on my own terms, as opposed to that's it. I think that's a
1: huge, that's a huge Um, step.
0: And yeah, like I do like. Don't get me wrong, I do like. From time to time, like, just check what's going on in, like, the entire East African region. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, what's the name? CNN on the Where
1: geopolitics? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm all across that. Like, because I, I really do want those countries to do well, like, mm-hmm. financially. I want them to step up and, you know, um, like, yeah, I've been seeing stuff in The Economist and all sorts. Like, yeah. um. So I will definitely do that. In terms of here, like, I'm just going to, uh, not that I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to, like, live my life and not, trying and not feel too disheartened when I see other people are like positively expressing their own cultural identities and stuff and Mm -hmm. not let it bring me down. um, And yeah, just, I guess, yeah, that's the main thing. Try and open the lines of communication. And then if we have kids or in the future, I'll do my best to like, you know, teach them and show them and stuff but
1: teach them what though if you don't know the language and you also don't know the cooking so you're not doing it well, what are you teaching them
0: like, for example... well
1: i want to see it can um... you cook some food for us
0: yeah, well my mom's probably the better person to go to <laughs> for that um <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm just i know it sounds wishy-washy but i'm just it's not really <laughs>
1: it's not priority I... yeah, not
0: that it's not priority i just want to make peace with it yeah. And just, as I said, make pe- my version of making peace is having open lines of communication and having eyes on what's going on in Uganda. And I feel like that's enough for me.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: feel like I now need to fill the house with like Ugandan stuff or anything like that. Like, I know who I am. No one can take that away from me. I know where my parents came from, all that jazz. Like, it's, it's, yeah, that's, mm. that's me. Cute. What about you?
1: Uh, the Arabic's going well and
0: what about your Scottish heritage
1: you know when they become independent and we move there you know with our Scottish passports we'll, passport, we'll pick man. we'll pick I it will... up <laughs> we'll pick that up but you are actually that's a good that's a good kind of prompt because it's like I don't really feel connected to that really but I'm saying in terms of like family values or language I don't know, it doesn't feel like this massive departure. Mm. I feel like I could pick that up, I could buy osmosis. I don't know. Whereas like Morocco is like this, and there's, um, Scot- Scot- at the end of the day, like Scottish culture is still Western culture. So it's not like this wildly different thing that I have to like learn and understand and come to terms with and all that, whereas I feel like Moroccan is very different. So you know, for a start, the language is different, so I'm learning the language trying to learn the, the cuisine i don't want to learn how to cook haggis right now that's not on my priority list <laughs>
0: They've got other foods,
1: i know probably. but i'm just saying like i would rather you know figure out the lamb and prune situation and and pastilla and like all these other moroccan all
0: right well well I, I we'll see you like in a I'm wee bit
1: not... everyone <laughs> <laughs> i
0: know i feel i don't know my position hasn't changed man it's not really a huge huge priority for me but i i respect it and i will make efforts where applicable but that's me. Anywho, thanks guys for listening. Um, I hope yeah, I hope there's some sort of food for thought there.
1: Yeah, oh my we've been waffling for a long time. I, I would bloody hope so as well.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Till the next time guys, you take care.
1: Take care everyone. Have a lovely rest of your week.
0: Whenever you get Well yeah because no, they're us. gonna listen
1: to us on a Wednesday, aren't oh, they? Yeah,
0: that's true, yeah.
1: Have a lovely Thursday, everyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye,
1: guys. Bye.